Welcome to Alien Radio, a different kind of release program. Easy Aces, a radio show written by Goodman Ace, starred himself as a stressed-out realtor and the exasperated but loving husband of the deceptively scatterbrained, malapropone Jane Ace. You've got to take the bitter with the better. Time wounds all heals. The Easy Aces program became a long-running 15-minute serial comedy from 1930 to 45, and a low-keyed legend of old-time radio for its literate, bland, conversational style and the malaprops of the female half of the team, the real-life spouse of Goodman Ace, his wife Jane. The show was done without an audience and is noticeably quiet. No sound effects, just dialogue. Sort of the same basis as Vic and Sade. In 1948, Goodman Ace created a new half-hour version of the show, Mr. Ace and Jane, and this expanded version, perhaps because a live studio audience actually detracted from its quiet style, didn't last beyond a single season, and it fared no better on television. These delightful shows are all part of a series, so hearing them out of context doesn't help the listeners to get to know what is going on too easily. However, the announcer does a good job at setting up each episode. In this episode from 1945, Jane is writing a letter to her sister, thanking her for a book that she had lent to Jane, who, by the way, thought the book was terrible. Given the fact that this show exploded into a 15-year run of the Easy Aces is proof enough that Goodman Ace and his wife Jane were more than very successful. And before we hear the Easy Aces, I want to mention that Goodman Ace was considered one of the best humorists and comedy writers of the era, and was in constant demand to write for many other radio comedians. And now, here's the Easy Ace on Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. My name is John Lovering, and I thank you so much for listening.
in at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Ace, better known to radio fans as the Easy Aces. Here we will find Mr. Ace, the patient, long-suffering husband, his wife Jane, with whom he tries to be patient but winds up suffering, and Jane's school day friend Marge, who lives with the Aces. From time to time we shall meet other characters who people this hilarious comedy of domestic life, but at the moment we find Jane, Mr. Ace, and Marge sitting around the living room after dinner. Now let's drop in and get acquainted as we find Mr. Ace with his evening paper, Marge with a book, and Jane writing a letter. She seems troubled. Listen. Oh, I'm getting all mixed up here. Dear. Yes? I'm having one of my bad spells again. How do you spell right? Right? Yes, I got it here in this letter I'm writing my sister, but it looks like I made a mistake. How do you spell it? Well, uh, which right do you mean? Which? How many are there? Right, you know. Well, there's W-R-I-T-E and there's R-I-G-H-T. Which do you want? Either one, just so I spell it right. Just so you spell it right, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny, isn't yeah, it? Just so I spell it right. <laughs> did, you, did you get that one? Just did. I think I did. <laughs> I just got it myself. <laughs> well, enough joking around. Yeah. Um, how do you spell it, dear? Well, Jane, how are you using it in the sentence? What are you saying ahead of it? Ahead of it? Uh, let me see. The word ahead of it is last. Oh, last right. Well, that's R-I-T-E. A new one came in. R-I-T-E? Yeah, if that's the way you're using it. Then what are you saying to your sister about last ride? Oh, nothing in particular. All I'm saying is, uh, dear Ethel, I'm glad you found time to at last write me. To at last write you? Oh, oh that last ride. Yes, how do you spell that? Uh, that's W-R-I-T-E. With a W? Yes, yes. Dear, have you been telling me wrong on purpose? No, you said last right. I didn't know what you meant. Besides, you uh, you shouldn't split an infinitive that way. Who did? You. You said to at last write you. To write is an infinitive, and you're splitting it with at last. You shouldn't do that. How do you like that? I asked him a simple question about spelling right, and that's what comes out. Oh. <laughs> Isn't he disgusting, Marge? Yeah. <laughs> I just was Look, Jane, you asked me this. I didn't start it. I said, how do you spell right? Marge, didn't I say how do you spell right? You certainly did. That's <laughs> all I said. That's all I want to know. I don't want to know about infinitives. I'm sure Ethel doesn't want to know about infinitives. I'm sure she doesn't care if I split them or chop them or make hamburgers out of them. Mm. I'm sure she doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> I take it back. I'm sure she wouldn't know an infinitive. What are you writing Ethel about, then? Oh, I'm writing to thank her for the book she sent me. Oh, yes, that book. Did you read it? Well, sort of. What do you mean, sort of? Well, you know, in a haphazard way, I, uh, I skipped. No, Jane. Why, Jane? Jane bought you. Yes, I did. I couldn't help it. It didn't start out good. Oh, I thought it did. I thought it was swell. I read it. Well, right away, I didn't like the lover in the first chapter. You didn't? No, he was too squishy-washy. Oh, I know you shouldn't judge a book by its lover, but I don't know what to (laughs) No, never judge a book by its lover. Uh, Jane, how do you judge a book? Well, I don't know. I guess I just judge it if I like it or not. Uh, That's the only way I can tell. Well, when do you like it and when don't you? Well, oh, I don't know. Stop asking me so many questions. All I know is I didn't like that book. Maybe the movie will be better. Yes, we'll wait for that. Do you like to see a movie after you've read the book or vice versa? You mean, or read the movie after you've seen the book? Yeah. No, did I say that? I don't know. Oh, I know what you mean, Jack. 
Personally, I like to see a movie after I've read the book, just to see if the character is the same as I visualized them when I read the book. Pardon? I mean, I like to compare the movie with the characters as I pictured them when I read the book. Oh, I see what you mean, yes. Well, I always picture Ronald Coleman when I read a book. Always? Yes. Who do you? Well, I hadn't thought of it that way, Jane. I don't always picture the same person. Oh, I do. That's why I didn't like this book. I couldn't picture Ronald Coleman. And the things he kept saying to the girl. Oh, it was just... Oh, where is that book? Listen to some of these things. Here it is. Pretty bad, Marge. Wait till I find where he said uh, about Jane, don't start reading the book to us. I'm not. I don't like it. I just want to show you what I mean. Some of the things he says to her. Wait a minute. Oh, yes. Here. Listen to this. This is him talking. Is that right? Oh, no. This is him speaking. Yeah, that's better, Jane. Uh, Martha, you asked me a simple question. What about us? And I can only reply with a question. Is that important? Do we matter? Does anyone matter? Martha, there are moving forces abroad in the world today that will sweep us all into maternity. You see, there is no problem. Hey, let me read that book. That sounds very interesting. Oh, you can read it if you want to, but you won't like it. Oh, Jenny, well, so. This book has been selected by the Book of the Month Club. Yes, it would take about a month to read it, too. Oh, okay. You can't even get interested in it. Oh, they don't write books like they used to, do they? Remember the books we used to read? Those were love stories. Why don't they write books like those? Books that make you cry and things like that. Yeah, come down to my office. I'll show you some books that will make you cry. Is that what you do down there? Read books no, all day? Jane. Uh, getting back to this book, Jane. Uh, well, didn't you think it was well-written? Well-written? You mean no split incentives and things like that? Well, I uh, mean... Just a minute, Mark. You see how I learned here? Yes, Jane. Oh, excuse me, Mark. Go ahead. Well, uh, I mean, this book has a message. Oh, if I want a message, I can call Western Union. Oh, I see. I'm not getting anywhere with you. Oh, the books we used to read back home on. Remember? Vaguely, Jane. Oh, I don't. I remember every one of them. Remember the book we read called Mars? book called Mars? Yes, we got her at the library after school one day. We took it because she was Mars's nameplate. Oh, oh nameplate. Yes, yeah, the girl, the story was about had the same name as Mars's. Mm. Don't you remember that book, Marge, where we read it together and we both cried, except you. I read it twice. Don't tell me you don't remember that book, Marge. Oh, that was years ago. I'm afraid I've forgotten it. I'll tell you the story. Oh, couldn't you have said you remembered it? Yes, it'd be a mistake now. Uh, yes, I remember it very well, Jane. Oh, you do not. What was the story? Well, it was a story about a girl named Marge. Yeah, that's it. I thought you'd forgotten it. Uh -huh. Wasn't that a story? That was a story. Not like this book. Moving forces abroad in the world today. What kind of talk is that for a fellow with a girl? Especially when they're alone. Oh, they're alone when he says this to her, you know. Did I tell you they were alone? Yes, Jane, I think you did. Yeah. Yes, they're alone, mm. and that's the way he talks. That's not the way they used to talk in the old books. Oh, those were the days. Yeah, that was the life. Yes, it's a great life if you don't waken. Mmm, you said it. But this book, ugh. Ugh. Now, on the other hand, take that record Ethel's husband says. Now, that's something. Oh, the record, yeah. Uh -huh. I wrote him thanking him for it. I uh, wrote him a separate note. Here it is. Oh, have I sealed it? No. Listen to this. Dear Homer, thanks so much for the wonderful record you sent us. It's simply beautiful, and it was so thoughtful of you to send it. We've all had so much pleasure out of it that I can't begin to tell you, because being Crosby is our favorite, and we certainly are getting a kick out of this record. 
And you can imagine how much more we will enjoy it when we get a Vistola and play it. Oh, when we get a Vistola, we're really going to start enjoying it. Yes, yeah. I thought it was very sweet of the Santa. Yeah. But I don't know how Ethel has to pick a book like this, though. She usually sends us such nice things. Now, Jane, I don't think that's the right spirit. After all, it's not the gift, you know. It's the spirit in which it was sent. Oh, yes, I shouldn't have said that, huh? I should say you shouldn't have. No, I shouldn't. I'm sorry. But anyhow, it is an awful problem. Oh, <laughs> what's the use? Well, what's the use of kidding ourselves? Bing Crosby sings a song, and there's no moving forces abroad in the world. He just sings. I can understand that. But you can't understand the book. I certainly can't. I wish you would read it and see if you can. But you don't even read any books every night with that newspaper. Well, there are moving forces abroad in the world the day that the papers are full of. That's what I mean. I don't see how you can read those papers every day. Well, I like to know the news, Jan. Oh, it's the same thing every day, only about different people. Mm. That's all you'll find in those papers. Put it down. Read this book. Here, I want you to read this eight of pennies. I want you to see if I'm not right that it's no good. Start reading it now. And I want you to read a little bit every night after dinner. Oh, that's my homework. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, remember homework, Mom? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you're in a reminiscing mood, aren't you? <laughs> yes, aren't I? Remember how we used to do our homework real fast so we could read our books? That's when we read those beautiful love stories. Those lovers in those books used to say things to the girl that meant something. You mean when you used to think of them as Ronald Coleman? No, in those days it was Raymond Navarro. Oh, Raymond Remember Navarro. him, Mark? Well, I used to think about him all the time. I used to think about what I'd say when I met him. Oh, you never met him, though? No, I met you, dear. Oh. Well, what a climax. Well, I've had some real competition, though, haven't I? Ronald Coleman, Raymond Navarro. Oh, well, you're not so bad, dear. Thanks, Jane. That's mighty decent. <laughs> well, you're better than the fellow on that book. Oh, oh that book's very good. Don't listen to her. Mark, how can you say that? What little I read, I can see right away is not going to be good. He doesn't even marry Martha. Then how do you know that if you didn't read the whole book? I told you I skipped. Well, that's not fair. You're not in a position to judge a book that you only scan through. I know what I like and what I don't. This book is it. It's not only not interesting, but it's long and the print is small and too heavy to hold up in bed if you want to read before sleeping. And oh, there's a lot of things wrong with the two humans to mention. Outside of that, though, it's all right. I thought it would. I mentioned everything wrong. It's just no good. Well, I guess I better get back to my letter. Yes, I guess you better. Uh, where was I? Oh, yes, it's W-R-I-T-E. Is that final, dear? Yes, James. Dear Ethel, I'm glad you found time to at last write me. All right, to write me at last. I didn't say anything. No, but I saw that tone in your eye. Now, don't bother me. I want to finish this. Uh, yeah. You like that for starting an argument? Well, you did bring up the split infinity. Well, did I know it was almost going to split up our home? Well, you should know better. <laughs> and if you get time, read this book. You'll like it. Yes, I know I will. Well, I don't think I'll write anymore. I said enough, I think. You finished, John? Yeah, I think so. I said, uh, dear Ethel, I'm glad you found time to write me at last. I want to thank you for the book you sent me. It was simply lovely. And I don't know when I enjoyed reading anything more. What, after all we just went through? <laughs> That's the spirit. Oh. But between you and I, it's no good.